This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Who gonna check me, boo? And Barry Rosenfeld I need to start drinking alcohol Now go to sleep, we Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer And I'm Barry Rosenfeld And I'm so happy to like be here with you I feel like it has been... (laughs) So long. You took a quick trip to Sundance. I would love to hear about it. I did. I took a quick virtual imaginary trip to Sundance. I attended the (laughs) Sundance Film Festival, which was fully online this year. So sadly, I did not have any Lisa Barlow run-ins, nor did I see Lala and Katie or any of the (laughs) Salt Lake City women. Very disappointing. Um, But yeah, I had a fun time. Watched lots of movies. Um, You know how many films you watched? 25 wow in like six days wow it was a lot it was it was fun it was um definitely an experience i would love to go in person someday but i have a feeling that would be like exorbitantly more expensive yeah Um, a little so yeah it was nice i was nice and comfy took a few days off i hope you guys enjoyed our interview with who did we interview? <laughs> Drew, Drew and then Carlin. Lindsay. Yes. Oh my God. It feels like a lifetime ago. Um, but yeah, we are back to our normal recap schedule today. We have lots to talk about. Of course, we have the Salt Lake City finale. But before that, we're going to talk about Below Deck and Real Housewives of Dallas. Let's just let's just jump right in, shall we? Let's jump right in the waters. So we are we're deep into the season on Below Deck. We start Charter Seven this week, which. It feels like it's been a long time. Francesca and Elizabeth are just never going to see eye to eye. And exactly, that's the issue. They're they're just <laughs> not like we're not guys. We're not like settling this. My issue that I have had an issue every single episode. My issue this episode was we let we we left off at the whole sleeping in the guest cabin. And Francesca just won't let it go because she's looking for any which way to get rid of Elizabeth. I'm surprised she actually physically didn't, hasn't thrown her off the boat yet. But like <laughs> she brought it up in front of everyone. And I thought that was extremely inappropriate yeah. and not professional in, in front of everyone that works on the boat in the in the kitchen like or, you know, with their little hangouts. But. I agree. I think it's the kind of thing where I don't understand if it's a fireable offense, just fire her. Like, I don't... Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little confused at, like, the continued, like, I want her gone. It, she has one more chance, but I want... I wish I could fire her now. It's like, you could fire her now. I I, I mean, I know there's, like, certain things about, like, oh, we're starting a charter. We don't have time to get someone new. But it's... I feel like now it's been, like, eight episodes that Francesca has wanted Elizabeth fired. And it's, like... I wish we would have just moved on because as as funny as I think Elizabeth can be, it's like annoying that we're spending basically the entire yeah. season watching them just like 
at odds. Right. And Francesca has now brought Ashling under her wing about this. And then Ashling just starts crying, like saying, like, it's just the two of us that work. And I was like, where did this come from? Like, do you? Do you feel this way? Or are you just feeling this way? Because Francesca's telling you to feel this way. Like, what what's happening here? Like, just like everyone do their job and and just like don't talk to each other. Everyone clean your bathroom, clean your bathroom, <laughs> do the do the dishes and like and and the serving at dinner and like that's it. Just just ignore each other. If the, we're like children over here. It reminds me of when I used to work retail and they would like get mad at us for talking <laughs> on the floor to each other. And it's like, yes. look, I can talk and fold at the same time. Like, yes hop off my dick like i'm fine well and what is it le- what does it go down to dylan it's because it was your manager that was the one saying it because your manager was the one that didn't have friends to talk to him hated their life just like francesca uh- <laughs> i don't think francesca hates her life but i'm just saying it's always the higher up it always is i yeah okay we have to talk about this mahi mahi mix up the mahi mahi oh, lord debacle so yeah we have Jackie and David Siegel, who are on the charter. My queen, Jackie. I love her. I think she's fabulous. Some people refer to me as the queen of Versailles. I love that they're like, wait, so what should we call you? Like, queen of Versailles? And she's like, that's fine. <laughs> that's not her name. <laughs> like, not like, She no, doesn't have, like, a no. title. Um, yeah. So, they, so for their first lunch on board, there's, like, choices of what to eat. And one of the choices is mahi-mahi. People have made their orders. And, okay. I see both sides of this issue. So yeah. basically, yeah. five people ordered mahi mahi, but when Rachel got the um, the order sheet from Francesca, she read it as four. So then there was this delay because they needed an extra. Okay, the issue is they very clearly show the or- the paper that Francesca wrote, and she wrote mahi mahi as two orders because for all the rest she was just writing mahi but the name of the fish is mahi mahi so it's like i understand why in her head francesca thought that was clear but also i understand why for rachel that meant something different and it's like it's frustrating that now both of these women are like pretending that the other is bad at their job because of this when it was just a mix up. This reminds me of the scene in House Bunny with Anna Faris when she goes, I'll have the mahi mahi, but just one mahi because I'm not that hungry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But it's, yes. it's the kind of thing where it's like, it is in the truest form, just a simple communication error. Yeah, and both for, for of them, sure. but because they kind of don't like each other already, they're both trying to use it as this thing of like, she sucks at her job. No, she sucks at her job. But it's like, chill. It's not that big of a deal. Well, I do have to say, though, in Rachel's defense, Francesca has messed up like the orders before. So this wasn't the first time that yeah. this happened, but this happened to be a, a mix up on both ends. So it's... Yeah, I just feel like... I understand Rachel's like frustration with yeah. Francesca. Rachel needs to chill. But she, though. she needs to chill because she's like muttering under her breath. We see in the preview for next episode that she's basically like she she like hates Francesca all of a sudden. And it's like it is it is just not that deep. Yeah, her and Rachel and Jen Shaw should go head to head with like oh explosions. God. That, that would, be, would be wild. But also, they're they're so different, <laughs> but they have like that one thing in common. I can't imagine yes. them hanging out. I also just want to mention that it was Elizabeth's thirtieth birthday, and it was like the worst day of her life, and no <laughs> one like acknowledged it, and everyone hates her. And so Izzy was nice enough to make a cake because Rachel was supposed to, and forgot. 
So they made a whatever they called it a fairy, fairy cake, bread and they cake, did it with yeah. like a an entire loaf of bread with butter and then hot hot fudge and sprinkles. And I thought it was it like looked really cute, but then they they ate it. Like I thought it was a joke, but they were actually sitting there eating it. I feel like it's one of those like bootleg recipes for like freezer cake where you just like put a bunch of stuff together and then like I think it's a it's yeah I mean it's like edible it's not like the same as a I I don't know yeah I did feel bad and then James like wouldn't even like give her the time of day and she's like okay yeah, I've changed my mind James isn't <laughs> James is no goodbye listen to Rachel on that one he's a douchebag She's like, good night. Okay. Um, <laughs> real quick, before we move on to Dallas, I just want to talk about Lee kind of opening up about his son who he lost to a drug overdose. And um, David Siegel opens up and says that he lost one of his daughters to the same thing. And I thought that was just like a super, a really nice conversation. It came up a couple times throughout the episode. And seeing Lee get so emotional, it's nice when when the charter guests you think they're going to be like a total nightmare and then they kind of have this like softer side. It was, I liked seeing that. Right. Because it's something that like, of course not everyone has gone through. So when they do have that unfortunate thing in common, it's, it's something for them to talk about. And he said, Captain Lee was saying how he was not looking forward to, but interested in seeing how they cope with it and seeing if he can learn anything because the difference is his is a lot more fresh than theirs. Um, and it was just really, really emotional seeing Captain Lee like open up like that and not be with his wife like during this time of him, you know, being on the show and being away. So it was really sad. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honeylove. Okay, let's talk about Dallas. This week is... It, it was kind of a lot. We, most of it is Brandy's birthday continued mm. where they are. It's this whole long day drinking excursion, which I feel like I can totally relate to pre pandemic being at, you know, the first location. And then you are like drunkenly shopping and then you end up at dinner and you're like kind of a zombie. It- yeah. <laughs> I, I truly miss my wine, my day winery trips. Like 
in the warm spring weather. Like it really had me like in my feelings, but I don't like watching these women do that because they just are really not all to get They're They're just not vibing for me as a group. And I feel like the same fight has been brought up over and over again. And I just feel like at Brandy's birthday is not where Carrie and Deandra should be fighting. It's, it's just, you know, and Carrie's behavior, by the way, recently, especially has just been something I'm truly over. Carrie. Yeah. Carrie's energy is a lot. I feel like she, so there's this basically, I mean, there's two kind of separate things at play because first she and Tiffany are kind of going at it. Mm-hmm. And then she has her whole thing with Deandra. And the thing with Tiffany really bothers me because, I mean, it kind of seems like she's resentful of Tiffany's career. And obviously they are not in the same career field at all. No. But she's like, you know, kind of looking down on the fact that Tiffany has work in the morning and has like surgeries to do. And it's like, you you have like no grounds to stand on to be like, questioning tiffany's busyness or whatever i just hate i really dislike sorry when when any women on these shows compare their day-to-day it's just like yeah stop comparing what you're doing during the day and your kids and how many you have and the age it's just it's enough like because no matter how old people's kids are you've been in that position at one time so it's it's and people are all all these housewives are different ages so they've all been at different points of their career and it's just something that's exhausting to be honest like tiffany's an anesthesiologist she works different hours than you carry. Like you, you can't compare that. No one's saying you're higher than her or you're, you know, you're better than her. Mm-hmm. But it's just you can't, you can't compare your lifestyles. It's just like ridiculous, in my well, opinion. And another, another thing is, so Carrie is, you know, saying that she has all the stuff she's going through, and you know, some I can't remember who. Some I think Deandra says, well, like most of your kids are grown. Like it's different. And Carrie kind of drops the bomb about her daughter, Olivia, having, you know, suicidal thoughts or, you know, that kind of whole stuff. And the the hard thing here is that obviously that is a super real thing. Nobody mm-hmm. is like trying to take away from that. But Carrie, up until then, nobody knows. Right. Carrie hasn't told anyone. And she, I feel strongly in situations like this that you can't be mad at someone for not empathizing with the situation that they don't know you're going through. And so Carrie is acting like all of these women are treating her horribly and they don't know what she is dealing with. And it's like, yeah, they don't know what you're dealing with. Like it's up to you whether or not you want to share that. But if you're not going to share it, you can't be like, well, why aren't they being comforting me? And it's like, cause they don't know you need comforting. Like, right. I, yeah, I totally, I, feel for Carrie in the sense that she is going through this stuff with her daughter, but it's like, you can't take that out on the other women if they don't even know that you're going through it in the first place. Absolutely. And it's the type of situation because it is so real with Carrie's daughter that she, she doesn't know how to handle it. I'm assuming right now and who to talk to. And so she thinks she's like leaning on her friends, but you're right. If her friends don't know to ask, of course you're, you know, you're always going to say to your friends, how you doing? Like, how are you? But you don't, 
if they did ask that one day and Carrie wasn't ready to share it, that's not their fault either that they right. didn't if, know. If we're if we're adults having an adult friendship and conversations mm-hmm. with each other, if I ask you how you're doing and you're like, oh, yeah, like doing fine, I take that at face value. Unless yep. you're like clearly not okay, I'm not going to pry into your business if you're telling me you're fine. Exactly. And I think she and Deandra clearly have this disconnect where both of them kind of have the same issue with each other. So it's like, I fully believe that neither of them is like a great friend to the other, but they're both kind of in this space where they're like, well, I'm always asking her about her problems, but she's never, you know, interested in what's going on in my life. And I have a feeling the truth is really smack dab in the middle because they both seem like pretty self-centered people, if we're being honest. Deandra was funny to me, though. Like, she can't even look at Carrie right now. And she is just putting on her lip gloss. She put on her lip gloss like 14 times throughout the episode to like avoid like (laughs) having conversation. And I was like, okay, all right. There's something else I just want to ask you. Who do okay. you think brings up the topic of their career more? Dr. Tiffany Moon or Dr. Wendy Asefo? Oh. That's a great question because it I is like getting to like, Tiffany is getting to that point for me where I'm like, okay, we get it. I feel like there are like two different flavors on the same ice cream cone. Like <laughs> They are both obviously super accomplished and their careers are impressive and all of that. I do, I think that is, it's interesting that we've had both of them join the show in the same kind of cycle because they both represent kind of a new Mm -hmm. type of presence on Housewives. We haven't had very many Housewives who are really established in a field that isn't just like business you know we've had a lot of like successful business women or successful you know like entertainment type people but to have like a doctor or a professor like somebody like that who is doing a a really highly skilled job and like that doesn't really lend itself to just like being a housewife i think it's tough because there isn't really a template for that and of course tiffany's day-to-day is a lot different than any of these women, even somebody like Deandra, who has, you know, a job, like she has a company, whatever, that's a lot different than going in for your shift at the hospital. And yeah. I think Tiffany is a really great addition to the show, but I, similar to Wendy, I do see her struggling a little bit just to kind of like p- place herself into the context of Housewives and play the game a little bit, you know. And like I've said before that we've seen on shows, Tiffany, we find out, is 35. Carrie is 50. Like, the, they're they're That's not true. on yeah. the same level. Not I shouldn't say level, you know what I mean. But No, but I um, think it's one thing, like, we when you're watching Potomac, like, you obviously know that Ashley is quite a bit younger than Karen. Right. But, on, but in most of these contexts, age doesn't really seem like that important. So you kind of are just like, oh, yeah, they're all in the group together. But 35 no. and 50 are a lot different. We've seen it on New York too with Ramona and Leah. Like it's a That's real true. thing. Yeah. It, it is It is a really like, it's just, you don't see me hanging out with 50 year old women. I'm not 35, but you know what I mean? Like you don't, it, don't I'll call that Don't out. anyone dare don't tell Barry ever. that she's close to 35. Yeah, that was fucking rude. No. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I, I do think that is an interesting dynamic. I like, I, I'm enjoying Tiffany a lot. I do think she yeah. could 
ease up on the career stuff. But I, I do really appreciate the scene with her husband at the end of the episode. Her husband, who I have to say, right away is becoming one of my favorite housewives' husbands yeah. because he just seems so in connection. Like, he's so in sync with her and really just telling her what she needs to hear. Yeah. And really seems so supportive of her in a genuine way, not just in a like, yeah, spend my money type of way. Yeah. And I, that's great to see. And I think she clearly is in also similar to Wendy is kind of at a crossroads of balancing her career with motherhood, with her, you know, new exciting projects. And it's great to see her have support in that. Yes. We love seeing the supportive house husbands on these shows. It, not enough of them over the not years. Enough, Literally not enough. But I just want to go back to um, the drunken situations. We go from situations. the <laughs> situations. We go from this winery and we go to this dive bar, I should say. And were there the yes. only where Deandra claims she rented out the bar? The bar can only fit them in it. So it's not <laughs> I, I don't really see, you know, and then Brandy with her Dallas cheerleader experience gets on a table and does a little dance lesson. And I was like, Girls, wait, ladies. I have to say, this was such a throwaway moment. Like, they didn't even pick up her mic really. But when Brandy starts dancing on the table, I rewound it three times. Jen what? Davis, who is quickly becoming a like oh, yeah. low key favorite of mine, she just goes, Is this twinking? <laughs> like, she doesn't know the word for twerking. <laughs> and we and know, like, yeah. She's like, In the back, I thought, I thought somebody else said it at first, but yeah, it, I love Jen. And then, so they're doing their pickle juice shots. Okay. And can I just say something really quick? First of all, it's weird that they call it. I didn't know it's. I thought it was a pickleback shot. That's all I well, know. But they're they're from the south, so I believe them more because they know. It's different. But, a pickle a pickleback is pickle juice and whiskey, right? Whiskey. Oh, and so they're they were doing pickle juice okay. and vodka. Oh, okay, so it is okay. So I was right. They're they're two different things. So let me tell you, I both things pickle, I don't want to try. Disgusting pickles are my one of my favorite food. I have two jars in my fridge right now. Like I eat them daily as snacks. And I took a pickle back shot years ago for my first time ever, and I was like, oh my god, that sounds so. Of course, like yeah. I project, took the shot at the bar. I remember no. I was at Fiddlesticks, the bar in New York City. I think they're closed now, but I projectile vomited from the pickle back, and I didn't eat a pickle. For six months, I counted. I could not eat a pickle, smell it, be around it for six months, and it was awful. So, people who do enjoy that, props to you. I can't do it ever again for the rest of my life. Oh, um, <laughs> same so the gross. different because I I just don't like pickles in general. So, yeah. like the thought of a pickle oh, juice shot is like God. extra gross to me. Um, yeah, so they're at this bar. It honestly it looks really fun. I would love I to know. just go get like messy at a bar. They're going shopping and then they end up at Drunk dinner. Shopping. Drunk, Drunk shopping. Drunk shopping is so oh. good. Steph- Stephanie thought dead serious. She was buying like an ass whippet, like an ass smacker. She, the guy had to tell her it was a charcuterie board. Like she wasn't, she had not even a clue. And she was like, oh, wait, oh, that's a charcuterie board. Like she was buying it like as a paddle. I was dying when they were, um, <laughs> when they were, when she was smacking Deandra's ass. And she's like, I think that ass gets spanked a lot. Like she doesn't have any pain. <laughs> so good. Oh, um, God. Okay. So they get to dinner and another, I, Apparently, Jen is my MVP because I have to hide the moment when. So, Jen doesn't drink. We have mm-hmm. kind of like, we knew this before, but she asks if they'll care if she drinks her O'Doul's in a wine glass. And 
Tiffany is like, no, babe. And Jen just goes, better than going to jail. <laughs> like, as if no one. Yeah, like. And, and they're, she, like, I, it w- they're like, wait, 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 wait. Did you go to jail? And she's like, oh, no. But, like, that was where I was headed. <laughs> She said it so nonchalantly and like I think wanted the, all the girls to like laugh at the joke with her and like and no one like, did. <laughs> I I actually I feel kind of bad because whatever um you know Jen ended up not being a full-time housewife and it felt like that was the moment where we should have gotten a little more like of an emotional moment with her like a little more backstory and then it cuts immediately into Deandra being like, "Well, you know, blah 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 blah, me me me." Well, there are some friends of that we do find more information of and some where they just like happen to be at the event and and she's one that like looks fun and like i would like to know more about for sure yeah it's it's it is a little awkward because she has been at every group event so far so it's not like it's not like oh yeah she comes and goes like whatever it's like she clearly was filming with the cast the entire time so it's a little I will say, like, I wish sometimes that they would just give us a little more because it's awkward to have somebody there who you're like, I don't really know who this person is, but she's just around. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. I think sometimes sometimes they get a little too stuck in there. Like, well, she's not full time cast. And it's like, just let her talk. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. I think we should move on to Salt Lake City because... Probably. Oh, God. This was a this was the season finale, which I'm just going to start off and say, you know, I, I don't say this often, but to me, it was a, a bit of a snooze fest. A bit of a snooze I, fest. I partially agree. I do think it did not need to be a 90-minute episode. Absolutely not. Because we got, I would say, a handful of scenes that felt fillery. Like, 
I didn't really need to see Whitney's dad cutting her hair. I didn't really need to see Mary leading church choir practice and telling somebody somebody to drink water so they stopped gaining weight. Um, (laughs) I didn't really need to see Jen and Coach Shaw's whole salsa dancing thing. It was it was one of those things where like any any of those scenes on their own are like, yeah, that makes sense. But it was like there were four scenes in a row that I was like, let's get to it. (laughs) Yeah. And it was kind of just showing us like where they all are, but we're not. We don't care. We there's so many other things we need to be solving right now that I don't care where they are individually at this moment because they're all fighting. Okay, speaking of things that we need to solve, I need to know. Do you do you know the word stanchion? <laughs> <laughs> that was so fucking funny. All right. It's that is not the first time I've heard like I I've heard the yeah. word before. Yes, but it, in that moment if you asked me what that was called, no. Like I wouldn't I have w- told you that. I'm kind of on the same page like I definitely know that word and yeah. if you if you said that word, that would that picture would come to mind, but I wouldn't always recall it right away. When when Whitney walked up and said that <laughs> and Heather just froze, I actually laughed out loud That was so funny. I'm, she goes, "Oh, just- cute stanchions." <laughs> Heather is so Heather is my VIP. Uh, Heather's VIP. great. I do love MVP. The, MVP. Your VIP. The editing at the beginning when they're flashing back to what happened in Vegas and doing these like black and white like like slow mo. It was very over the top. I thought it was fun, but also like very dramatic. Uh, very dramatic. But I do have to go back and say that when we first started recapping Salt Lake City when it premiered, we were the whole world was very quick to judge Mary. Like everyone mm-hmm. judged her on the grandpa thing, on on the issue with Jen, because that happened right off the bat. And after their fight, they have never been in the same room together. However, I just want to say that since then. No one has ever come back and I feel like defended Mary because Jen has now exploded on every single person in the cast. Like it happened with Mary so fast. So everyone was and we were new to the show and didn't know the people. So does that make sense? And now Jen has exploded on everyone. I feel like Mary's not getting like the what she deserves, like the comeback, you you know? Okay. the problem is for me, I thought the last so that. We the you know crux of the episode, which it takes too long to get there, is Heather's beauty lab and laser party, yeah, which looked fun. I was very into the clouds. I I feel like the last scene really makes it clear that Mary sort of doesn't belong with the cast. Like the whole last scene, you have Jen, Mary, or not fuck the names. <laughs> you have. Jen. You have everyone but Mary standing around dealing with their issues, and Mary doesn't even have, like, Mary and Jen don't even have, like, a final moment or anything. Like, it feels like the cast is this, like, kind of natural group of five that have their issues with each other, and, like, Mary's not even really part of the equation. So it's interesting knowing that she was, you know, still made a full-time cast member, like, at the reunion, there's going to be all this stuff that she wasn't even really involved with. Right. But but at the same time, it was she reminds me of like the wizard from the Wizard of Oz, like always behind the curtain, but still talking to like the other characters. Like, that's always how I feel like she was always on the phone with someone telling them about like what's been going on. And she was always like, I told you, I told you. And then I don't know. I think that's the problem is we've seen from her like FaceTimes. And then she's also had 
probably more confessionals than actual scenes that it's like we've seen so much of her talking about her stuff and like talking about Jen and talking about her issues and all of that but it's like she hasn't actually had like camera time with these people so it's like you know Jen and Heather had a giant fight last episode but then they sit down again this episode and actually like talk through it whereas like Jen and Mary had this issue 10 episodes ago but then since then it's just been like well I guess they hate each other but they're not going to talk about their issues yeah and I do have to say that I feel like Mary just doesn't have time for her bullshit and that's why they haven't spoken and Mary's probably like I'm out but at the beauty lab party Whitney approached Jen and Heather approached Jen. The only person Jen approached is Meredith. Like she went in there kind of like, you know, yeah, not scared, but like timid a little bit well, to talk yeah. to these people. I think Jen knew whether or not she thought it was whether or not she understood what she did wrong or thought that she deserved it. She knew that she was on everyone's shit list. And I think, you know, for valid reasons all of these women have issues with her they have trouble trusting her they feel like she has kind of done them wrong which i think is pretty accurate and i appreciate that all of them are kind of willing to stand their ground with jen and you know whitney jen is clearly the kind of person where she can understand maybe when she needs to apologize but that doesn't necessarily mean she is apologizing sincerely and you know she she makes a couple apologies in this episode and then in her confessional is basically like, yeah, I mean, like, I guess I'm sorry. Like, I don't know what for. And it's like, she, she thinks that people can't, in- she thinks the problem is people just can't interpret what she's saying. That's, that's her, that's the problem. And then she does apologizes. And once she utters those words, she just thinks everything's fine. Like, no, that's fine. No, no, you're no, <laughs> there, there's a lot. Okay. So a couple things. First of all, when she is apologizing to Meredith, Meredith is, fucking her face is like stone cold she is she's listening she's understanding she tells jen that she appreciates what she's saying but she is standing her ground more than i think like anyone i can remember and it's basically like thank you for saying that um i will take it into consideration and that's all like she i i like that meredith doesn't feel the need to accept the apology and move on if she doesn't actually feel like she's in that place with Jen. Yeah. She also said that she would like to see actions to prove that the words of Jen, what Jen is saying. But again, I know, listen, I know Jen blew off the handle and she's apologizing, but she cried again. Like she has to Mm -hmm. just have a conversation with someone. And like, she cried while apologizing to Meredith. And it's like, you have, this isn't like a terrible thing to say. It's like, you have to stop showing like emotion. Like every time you have a conversation, it's like, yeah, just have an adult conversation because it's okay to cry. Obviously, if you feel a certain type of way, whatever, but it happens every single conversation. And it's like, what's real and what's not. I think to me, that's what made the, the part with Heather and Jen was kind of tough for me to watch because Heather clearly cares. I think Heather cares about Jen more than anyone else in the cast. Uh, Yeah. And so Heather really feels like deeply hurt. And the biggest issue is when, when Jen raised her hand and said that she didn't trust Heather and she, Jen has created this kind of 
fictional narrative in her head that when Heather came to her hotel room in Vegas, she was just like, you know, trying to make her look bad. And she was, she blindsided her by telling her all this stuff. And Heather's like, I'm trying to tell you the truth and to actually like help you help yourself Mm -hmm. fix these problems that you've caused. And you're acting like I'm, you know, totally screwing you over. And when she's saying that, she feels like, she says, I'm the pathetic fool that worships you and does everything it takes to keep your friendship and you shit all over it. And that is such a vulnerable, I think, really, like, honest feeling coming from Heather. And then Jen immediately is like, well, I feel like you shit all over me. And it's like, that's not what happened. That's just mm-hmm. not what happened. Yeah. That's that's the thing, though, where we said last week that Heather is a good friend and she's doing what she needs to do. She went a little too overboard because any other person would have been like, I'm done. Like, right. she, like, chased her. The fact that Jen still can't see that, it, it, at that point, Heather's like, Heather should just give up because it, there's no getting through that wall. And Jen is doing some textbook, um, you know, questionable apology shit here and she first of all she says heather tells jen exactly what she wants her to say and what she needs to hear basically that she took her for granted and she has been a good friend and she didn't appreciate it and jen jen's response to that is literally like what am i supposed to say like what do you need me to say and it's like she literally told you what to say and then uh, ultimately she just says i don't know what i'm owning but i will own it and it's like that that is like just not how that works. That's also that's like, the pro that's the problem though. You need to you need to know what what you did. I'm I'm super excited for this reunion because it is in person. You can't walk off. Of course, we've always had people walk off. Like there's gonna be Jen does walk off, but it, it's just are these women ever going to solve it and move forward? It's to me, this is kind of, I know this is first season and this is a big jump, but it's kind of reminding me as a whole of Kyle and Lisa Vanderpump. Like there's no, there's no coming back from this. It's kind of like serious. Yeah. I don't even know what the root is. It's hard whenever there are two friends who both feel like they have been wronged and they have like, genuinely opposing views of what actually happened and i think the the difference between that is that like that situation was very kind of there were a lot of gray areas we still don't know whether lisa did what she was accused of doing all of that stuff this feels very like jen has invented a narrative in her head that she believes is true and heather is like truly just trying to like bring her back down to earth and jen is seeing it as some huge attack I agree. I think I'm I'm very excited to see the reunion. And yeah, like I just want I want like good friendships for Heather. And I don't know I, if besides Whitney, I don't know if that's meant to happen in this group. Well, the thing is when you um when you think about like a cast shakeup, I feel that now is the time after season one to do it. And if we already know Mary probably won't come back because Mary and Jen can't be in the same room. But at this point, is Jen going to come back? Jen is, if one person is the one fighting with everybody, that person typically is the one to go. I I don't see it like that, though, because I think obviously she has her issues with everybody. But I think 
in terms of we'll see what happens at the reunion but like she's on okay terms with Lisa Whitney and Heather still are in a place where they seem like they are making an effort with her so I don't I don't think it's like a lost cause I think she has a lot of work to do to kind of you know fix (laughs) clean up the the wreckage that she's caused but okay I don't know we'll see Fine, but then someone else I would think I, I, I'm just jumping the gun on this, so I could do without Jen on okay. next season of uh, Salt we'll Lake see. City. Like, like she, yeah, like she, uh, not Jen. Oh my God, sorry, the names, <laughs> the names, Lisa, Lisa Barlow. No, 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 protect Lisa. Lisa, fine, can't go. fine. You know what? You know what? <laughs> Obviously, Jen's might. You know that I Jen doesn't count. Like, of course, I don't want her back. But wait, so maybe- you want to get rid of half the cast? No, no, no. Maybe if Jen is gone, Lisa will shine more at her own personality. You know what I mean? As opposed to just like her and Meredith clinging to each other the entire season. Jen didn't, Lisa didn't have a relationship with anyone other than Meredith this season. I'm sorry. That's where I stand. Agree to disagree. We'll we'll come back. We'll come back for the reunion next week and see where, where we stand. We're getting a three part reunion, which is very exciting. Yeah, that's a lot. I hope it's not like this episode that was an hour and a half for no reason we'll see okay we'll see but in the meantime thanks everyone for listening don't forget to rate review subscribe follow us on instagram at bravo by batches and just be cool don't be all like uncool thank you to our sponsor splash refresher meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless splash refresher makes hydration deliciously easy splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness all with zero sugar and zero calories i am gonna go grab myself a wild berry splash now that i am done recording and you should too consider your hydrated self thriving find splash refresher today on amazon and instacart or at your local walmart sam's club or kroger Batches.